morning. This is the Fully Charged Daily Podcast with Graham and Nathan. You're getting all the fully charged without the music or ads. With now. Please welcome Graham and Nathan. Guys, my bowels <laughs> are so sore. Honestly, I'm getting the worst contractions. Did you do number two? I don't know what I need to do. I think I have a lot of gas. Um, I ate a chipper on Friday evening. Lovely. Big. Where was it from in Bray? It was Regal Fair in Bray. And it was a little bit awkward. I'm not going to lie to you. I went in with Becca and our dear friend, Sean. And Sean loves chippers. Yeah, we're ordering our chipper. And Becca was very kind. She was like, here, look, I'll get this. Because... Not to sound, but I had bought a, the the week's food shop there yeah, yeah. the other day. So mm-hmm. it was like give and take, give and yep. take. And the person working in the chip shop, really nice guy, but was making it really awkward as if it's like, ah, lads, come on. Are you just going to let her pay for it? Come on. And I was a bit like, oh, man, just stop. Do you know no what I need. mean? It was no need for that It was really that, uncomfortable. He yeah. kept going, oh, you're going to let her. Jeez. Is chivalry dead, is it? And you're just thinking, man, all right, come on. Let's not make this awkward. So I just laughed awkwardly. But it was awkward. That's not really something you need to be saying. You don't need to be saying that. No, no. It's 2022. Yeah. Anybody can pay for whatever they want. Anyone can if they want to. Yeah. Would you have been one of those people on a first date where you pay for all the drinks and meal? Yeah. I would. would you? Yeah, but like if they wanted to pay on their adamant that they wanted to split like as well because they're yeah. like, no, you're not paying. Like if they're like, that's fair enough. But I would always in- insist that oh, I'd love to pay and treat you, blah blah blah. Oh, Peter, you're a hell of a guy. Mm. I always just went into the rounds. E- if yeah. I was going for drinks, I'd just get the first round. Very rarely would I be like, let's keep it all on a tab. Yeah, and I've. N- Do you know what? I can't remember and what I think age a I was. Lot of, a lot of the girls would want to pay. Yeah, I I don't need gone on like um, drinking dates. When I was like 23 or 4 is the first time I just went into activities beforehand Yeah what sort of activities Oh you could be like Going for walks Or swim A swim when I first say swim Yeah Jeez that's very intimate Swimming a pizza Yeah it was good though I played a tennis match Before On a date Oh gosh And I played so (laughs) badly Did you lose Yeah And are you still with that person Was it Becca No 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 So that that set the standard For that one We played a tennis match It was in Westwood Gym Yeah uh, and we played a tennis match and then we also went wall climbing the rocks oh I'd say you looked lovely oh, with looked that terrible. harness wedged up your say, backside it was <laughs> honestly like wearing the smallest thong it was riding right up my arse it was horrible my, that is ass, some sight. my ass got so sweaty because yeah. I was so nervous I'm scared of height Callum have you ever worn those harnesses that might look like a tong up your bum huh sorry <laughs> I, well, there's a man He's actually I've asleep. Not, I've not checked out. I'm just You've doing. Checked out. I'm, I'm, covering, I'm covering Nick for the next two days as well, so I'm busy working on that. I thought you were writing a diary or something. <sighs> yes, dear diary. Dear diary. I can't <laughs> wait to go on holiday. Uh, what do you? Do, what, what harness? Callum, are you very nervous for myself and Peter doing the show on Thursday yes. and Friday? Yes. We gotta have no producer. You've been very giddy today, but I, I'm pointing that off the weekend. Yes. Because at the end of last week, we were we were in, in good form, but it wasn't giddy form. It was just good motion today, especially you and your stomach. You've not been well. It's been very sore in my stomach. I've been getting stomach pains throughout the show. It's hard to talk when you feel like someone is kneeing you yeah, in the stomach. It's a little bit of a cramp type thing. Yeah, it's a cramp. Yeah, I haven't I, had cramps in a while. Have you ever worn a thong? 
<laughs> yeah, I think I have actually. Peter, you've been in great form this morning. <laughs> Fair play to you. Yeah, a bit boisterous this morning. Ah, nothing wrong with that. You started the show with real opinions. Yeah, I was very straight out saying the Grady Show, man. What was good, but like needs a lot yeah. more fleshing out. And then you accused Mika. <laughs> Mika of miming during the Eurovision. You went to town on Mika. Oh, he had to be done. Yeah. I really think like he was running around that stage and not a breath out of his singing. It was lean, fantastic. <laughs> Maybe he's a fit man. Could be a fit man. He's a good-looking man. He's a great-looking man. Very well-groomed. Not a speck of stubble on his face after five. He looks very different to me. <laughs> he does indeed. <laughs> All right, this is the podcast. <laughs> Fully charged with Graham and Nathan. Is oh, please stop applauding at your radio. Come on, you're embarrassing us. Welcome to Fully Charged with Graham and Nathan. Graham is still away on his holidays, and the man that sat in for him, it's the legend... Peter Collins. Good morning. Welcome to the weekend, Fully Charged. Oh, now, fair play to you, Peter, because you had a little bit of homework for the show yesterday. I did. I was told I needed to watch The Greatest Showman over the weekend. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I completely forgot that we set you that task. Did you, producer Callum? I didn't. I didn't. Am I on? Here we go. You're on now. Uh, I didn't forget... But I didn't want to remind Peter because I wanted to see if he <laughs> remembered. Oh, okay. Did you like the picture of my sock and my foot I sent you beforehand? <laughs> yeah, beforehand, Peter just sent us a picture of his left foot because you actually revealed that you have a problem, an issue where your big left toe keeps uh, creating a hole in your sock. And it happened again yesterday. Oh, you have a lovely toe, though. I can't wait to hear what you thought of The Greatest Show. Oh, I don't know if you all want to hear what I think of it. Oh! Controversial. Couple of minutes, style. It's the Fully Charged Daily Podcast. With Graham and Nathan. Camilla Cavale, Ed Sheeran, that is Bam Bam. This morning on Spin, For stop giving me that look God, Will you please stop turning up my headphones? <laughs> you're trying to deafen me. Me and Callum can't hear because yours are so low. You're like an old man. <laughs> God's you sake. Honestly, play <laughs> the music so loudly that I can't even hear myself think. But please, welcome to the show. Peter, we're working you like an absolute dog right now because actually on Friday we set you an incredible challenge and I sincerely hope you did it. This is what I said. Michelle Williams has come out, says, I would love to be a part of The Greatest Showman again. Is it bad to say I haven't watched that either? Oh, Peter, (laughs) I'm telling you, Go and see The Greatest Showman. Okay. It's fantastic. Would you watch it this weekend? Okay, well, that'd be my homework. Yeah. Okay, Would you do it this weekend? Yeah, okay, I'll watch Greatest Showman. And he sent us in a, mas- a message and a massage <laughs> in our WhatsApp group last night. Great you said, massage. Okay, The Greatest Showman. I have it on. I'll let you know what I think. So you watched the film, yes? I watched the film, yes. We have to say that, Peter, you are known in this building as like the film guy like you love going to the cinema I'd, be, I'd say I'd go to the cinema on a weekly basis wow maybe sometimes twice there's lots of movies out can I ask how had you not seen The Greatest Showman before because I wouldn't be inclined to go to musicals okay but you did say you really like Rocketman I did Elton John film yes I did like that to be fair do you know the greatest? I also didn't see that in the cinema. I watched that at home. Really? I, I remember a few years ago seeing The Greatest Showman, and I'll be honest with you, I wasn't that excited. I didn't know what I was going to expect. But then afterwards, I left the cinema and I said, that has to be one of the greatest films I've ever seen. So explain to me, what did you think? Hugh Jackman, Zendaya, 
Zach Efron. Zach Efron. I love Hugh Jackman. Um, I was, I was already on a bit of a downhill because everyone loved it. And you know when everyone says this is the greatest thing ever? Yeah. And then you go see it and you're like, oh, it's been built up for the last five years. Now I've seen it as a bit of a disappointment. Look, I will say it was good. Okay. Okay. Um, I thought it was far too short. I think the stories were like the whole film was just like fast tracked to the end. I, I didn't think it built up anything. He was just like suddenly kid, then yeah. he's suddenly man, and then oh, suddenly he's rich and famous, and that's it. Oh, it is the- no, it is fair enough. I remember watching it and being like, I loved the film and I loved like the songs in it, but the story it's is kind of just like oh well, that's that. But guys, yeah. no, who sorry, it's a really long film. No, but. It- it's only an hour and a half. That's what you want. No, you couldn't progress the characters more. You knew absolutely nothing, nothing about any of the characters in the show. What? What are no. you talking about? You didn't know any of their background. They were just, oh, they're just freaky people. That's it. <laughs> you knew nothing nothing about like their hardships or anything. They could have done that. He suddenly opened up he opened up the, uh, the, the, the circus and after one night, suddenly he's super rich and famous. Yes. Because it was a hell of a circus. How does that... No, that's just awful. You should, no, they should have been a bit I'm of hardship. No, hang on a minute. They yeah. should have been a little bit... Don't little you bit point of, at me. <laughs> there should have been a little bit of hardship in there until he suddenly became super famous. The next minute, they're, in, they're over in England. Yeah. What? They did one show where they suddenly <laughs> be the Queen of England. Can I... Come on. ask you, did you cry when no. Zac Efron nearly passed away no. in that house fire? No, Joe, I thought the opening of the film was brilliant. First 10 minutes was class. And what then, was, go on. What was your favourite song? The one where they're in the bar and they make the deal. Oh, oh really? yeah, that's that a good film. That was a good one. Another good film, a good song. Yeah. Uh, rewrite the stars, how good is that? I was grand, yeah. What did you think of Zac Efron? He's just a, he's a, he's a, 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 not a big character, I didn't think. Do you know what? Also, Zendaya, like, give us more Zendaya. She's there flipping around, oh. that's all you get. She's not even talking. Look, the thing is, Peter, I don't want to watch a film with you because I feel like you didn't go into it with an open mind. I did. You were critical... You were like Louis Walsh on the X Factor. You just said no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna really believe in this. <laughs> so you asked me to critique a movie, and you don't like the way you critique. I'm very Callum upset. Callum backs me up, and how no, the story progresses like, far Callum. too fast. I am. I'm happy that Peter watched the film, and I'm happy that you're actually reviewing it properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm disappointed that you're not a, a massive fan, but and I think that you went into the film thinking you're not going to be a fan of musicals, so you're not going to like it. But yeah. did you did you like the songs? I like the songs. But I just think the story needed more. Yeah. Oh, no, that's right. that's no, that's fair enough. And you can't be angry at him because mm-hmm. at least he watched it and he's got an opinion on I it. I was gonna say, if you didn't like the greatest showman, what do you think of this show? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's fantastic. Well thank you very it's much. It's even better now that it's you and me. Look, you watched <laughs> the greatest showman, Eurovision happened on Saturday. The greatest night. show. I think uh I'll be honest and say I didn't actually watch Eurovision. Did you, Peter? I watched parts of it. I was falling asleep for most of it, though. I, I think we have to go to our Eurovision guru, producer Callum. You're going to explain everything that went down? Yeah, I'll give you a quick rundown of the full four hours and ten minutes of Eurovision from Saturday night in about five minutes. Yes. Oh, fantastic. It's the Fully Charged Daily Podcast. With Graham and Nathan. So it was a big Saturday evening. Eurovision happened in Italy. Now, I'm going to be completely transparent. I didn't watch it but I knew that I do the show also with producer Callum you're such a fan 
So, are you going to say it was the best Eurovision yet? I, I don't think it was. Well, in in a way, it was for me personally, but in a way, it was an awful show. Oh, um, not it was. It was more just like it was very clunky. The production values didn't seem to be there as it was in a few years gone by. The hosts were a bit awkward. It just felt very stop starty. Now I heard Mika. Yeah did an excellent performance. Mika did a... They had an interval moment uh, when all the countries have performed and Mika did, like, a four-song mega mix. Fantastic. Uh, question. I did watch Mika's performance. Yeah. Definitely was miming. What? No. Yes. Peter! Oh, you're I, being controversial you're being this morning. You're very controversial this morning, uh, Peter. I'd no, like, like he was running Peter. 100 mile an hour around the stage and his voice never wavers. <laughs> no, I don't think it. <laughs> no, I, don't, I think I it may have been a pre-record, but I don't that's think... What, that's what I mean, he pre-recorded... <laughs> no, not, not him. So, yeah, the, I think the performance may have been a pre-record, <laughs> but I don't think his vocals... I don't think he was mine. <laughs> I don't How know. How dare you, Peter? Anyway, let's talk about the contest. So 25 countries performed in the grand final at Saturday night at 8 o'clock. It finished at a quarter past midnight. If you stay up and watch it all through... It becomes a long slog. I did all of that um, just because I'm a bit of a loser. Uh, so, like I said, <laughs> 20, said 25 countries all performed. I'll get to the UK in a minute because I'm so excited. Sam Ryder. Yeah, I'm so excited to tell you what happened to the UK. But first, we have to say congratulations to the Ukraine yes. uh, and their band, the Kalush Orchestra. They won the competition on Saturday with this song. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit groovy. There's there's a bit of rap. It's all in Ukrainian. There's a a, a disco flute there as well. Very good song. Not just a regular flute, a disco, a disco flute. flute. It's the third time winning the competition in 20, uh, 2004, 2016, and now 2022. They uh, received. So I don't know if you know how the voting works in the Eurovision, where half of the vote is compiled by industry professionals and then half of the vote is compiled by telephone votes like the X Factor. 28 countries out of 40 gave Ukraine 12 points in the telephone vote and they received the most points from every single voting country wow, so they won brilliant. it there was a lot of solidarity uh, across Europe especially with the telephone votes with Ukraine now they're saying that they're hoping to host it next year other countries have also said that they're willing to help out and fund resources wow. to Ukraine That's so brilliant. they can host it next year really good story and there's loads of stuff that following over the weekend about Ukraine as well but I have to talk about the UK as well. Oh, look at you. Licking your lips over <laughs> yeah. there. So, the UK's Sam Ryder, we played his song on Friday called Spaceman. After two years of coming last, and last year scoring zero points, the dreaded null point, they scored 466 points Ooh. this year, coming second. I'm going to play you a clip of his song. This is from the live final where he started singing, and he just goes off into a mad guitar solo. <laughs> This is him doing the guitar here. He's a very cool guy. He does look very much like a Viking. 
Doesn't he? Long, luscious hair, a big old beard, and apparently he's a lovely guy. Yeah, he comes across really well in interviews that I've seen him in. He was going around wishing everyone best of luck. There was a couple of countries that got zero points from the phone vote, and he was going around hugging them and everything. Oh, that's so nice. It's the UK's best result in two decades. Really? They came third in 2002, second in 1998, and here's a stat for you that you'll find mad. He got more points on Saturday, 466 points than the last 11 entries combined. Oh, so if you look at the last 11 Eurovisions, like I said, last year the UK scored zero point. They were bottom. Callum, how did the Banana Wolf song go down? Uh, they were, did alright. They were very mid-table. If you think of it like in football terms, like a Crystal Palace. Very just like solid, didn't do too well. Uh, and finally, one more, just to bridge UK-Ireland relations, and I think uh, you'll enjoy this. The UK gave Ireland, Brooke, 12 points in the semi-final. Ah, yeah. That's nice, isn't it? Uh, the Ireland didn't give any points to the UK, <laughs> or very few points. That's proper like, order. Yeah, that's proper, <laughs> proper order there. That's so there's Eurovision. Game. That's us done for another year. We'll see you next year well, in Ukraine. We really milked that Eurovision cow, didn't we? No, we did. Great content that yeah, we got from it. Thank you, Callum. <laughs> it's the Fully Charged Daily Podcast. With Graham and Nathan. The showbiz shootout. This is where Peter and I each have a showbiz news story, and then at the end, producer Callum, a.k.a. the, the big, sheriff. bad, sweaty, and naughty sheriff, decides which one is better. Good morning to you, sheriff. Good morning. How are you? Ah, oh, I'm very well. I actually have a great story. Will I begin? Yeah, you go first. I want to speak about James Corden. Before I reveal what the news is, here is a scene of James Corden in the terrible film Cats. You embarrass me. You. That's what I say to you. Okay? Now listen, you'll never get me up there on your own. So let's gather up a few more of the cats and we'll try again, shall we? Has anyone ever seen cats? No. 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 Apparently it was really slated though, wasn't it? Because it was like Taylor Swift, Jason Derulo, James Corden, all CGI'd onto human bodies of cats and it just was very weird. <laughs> oh, it very like a nightmare. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that James Corden has revealed that he washes his hair once every two months. Oh, oh, you dirty dog. He says, I'm in and out in three or four minutes. He couldn't get over. James Corden was asked or told, you know, in LA, the average time that people are in the shower is for 10 minutes. And he's like, 10? He goes, you're joking me. What? If that is the average, that means there are people in there for 20 minutes. What would you be doing in there? Oh my God. And then he did say, look, I, I washed my hair once in two months I am such a big fan of showering I can see why you'd be in there for 10-15 minutes because for me it's not just oh I'm making myself clean Yeah, it's very relaxing the hot water I can imagine he would have a lovely shower over there in LA as well so you wouldn't want to get out of it I don't know if I said this before, but the house that I bought in Bray, uh, it was it's a bit of a washroom upstairs, mm-hmm. and there was a seat. Yeah. There was a seat in the shower. Did you ever use it? I sat in it one time, <laughs> and I felt extremely dirty. <laughs> it wasn't nice sitting in a seat naked while there's just water dripping from your knees. I mean, if you're strange. tired of a weekend on a Sunday morning, you might just want to sit there and have a minute. <laughs> Peter, where do you stand on that? This stresses me out with Nathan. I'd be one to have a shower as soon as I get up, so it's starts the day ahead. Oh yeah, I had a shower Whereas this morning. Nathan has a shower in the evening time before he goes to bed. Yeah. No. So then he rolls out of bed and then just goes straight into work. 
I have one every morning. Sometimes I'll have two showers today because I might go to the gym or I might be playing sports in the afternoon so I'll have another one in the evening then. But, but I can't leave the house without having a shower. But Peter, we wake up so early at a ghastly time. Mm-hmm. I need to have as much time I can have in bed. If, if I have to wake up to have a shower, I'd be waking up at like a quarter to five. But I just... My- It'd be like a minute I'll be in the shower. I'll just jump in for a minute. Quick scrub a dub dub. My alarm went off this morning at four fifty five. I was in the shower and then I'm out of the shower at five oh three. That's but a good time. I would argue that I'm a better smelling person than you, producer Callum. I feel I put cologne on my neck and my clothes smell nice. He looks fresher than you do though this morning. Yeah, well I look a bit rough. <laughs> <laughs> Wild weekend. Okay, right. so uh, I've got one here. Jeremy Clarkson predicts people will return to cannibalism due to food shortages. Oh no. So the TV presenter slash farmer at the moment because he didn't even know he bought a farm in 2008 and in 2019 he said well, I'm going to be a farmer and Amazon are following that as well. Uh, so he said discussing the cost of living crisis the impact will have on how many crops farmers will be able to produce leading to hunger. He oh. says this crisis will lead to people eating their neighbours and he discusses the rising price of fertiliser and other costs that farmers are set to incur and he predicts that farmers will now starting to reduce the amount of crops they are producing and he said even some farmers already aren't using some of their fields for next year and they're letting them fallow for a while. Well that's a terrifying thought, cannibalism, not something I would like to partake in. Me neither. No. <laughs> And I suppose it does kind of have a link to showering. Uh, you probably <laughs> wouldn't want to eat me. Unless if... your neighbour's lovely and clean. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay, Peter. So if you had to pick, would you eat Callum or me? Uh, well, you both have revealed that you shower in the morning. Yeah. Um, like, you're a very, very good looking man, Peter. Uh, I'd Pete probably be very lean. And there's a bit more meat on me. Yeah, I'd like to serve you up with gravy. Some <laughs> <laughs> peppercorn nice. sauce. Yeah, oh, that would be such a treat. What are you thinking, Sheriff? Oh, this is a that's put a really horrible image in my mind. So I don't want to be served with gravy. So I'm going to give pizza to the winner. Yes, fair enough. Very icky. It's the fully charged daily podcast with Graham and Nathan. You gotta get it wrong. You gotta get it wrong. You gotta get it wrong. You got to get it wrong. Yes, it sounds so simple. All you have to do is come on and get questions wrong in a minute. The prize up for grabs to the leader at the end of this week is two tickets for the script and Ella Henderson at the Three Arena on the 22nd of June not to put you on the spot Peter yeah. but what would your favourite script song be? Uh, oh. Standing in the hall uh, We Cry We Cry from their first album Together We Cry yeah, we swear it will and sound starts, better. They start rapping in it as well. Yeah. It's fantastic. They're very cool. Uh, well, that prize is up for grabs. Also, of course, the coveted "Gotta Get a Wrong" board game. Playing this morning is Efa. How are you, Efa? Hey, how are you? Ah, oh, we're great. Efa, do you want to play a good old-fashioned game of "Gotta Get a Wrong"? Yes. Brilliant. So, Aoife, we're going to put one minute on the clock. you got to get as many questions wrong as possible. There's no repetition. Your answer must be in relation to the question, and you've only got a couple of seconds to answer before I hit the buzzer to come in, and we might move you on, all right? Sounds right. Okay. Do your best impression of Colonel Sanders. Hey. Do your best impression of Adrian Kennedy. Hello. What is Howard Stern's job? <laughs> Sing a Take That song. What band is Gary Barlow in? What band was Robbie Williams in? 
Uh, One Direction. Name someone who performed at Coachella this year. Uh, Michael Jackson. Name a Doja Cat song. <laughs> jingle, jingle, little What noise does a cat make? <laughs> Wolf. What do you put on a birthday cake? Uh, whipped cream. What do you use a toothbrush for? Cleaning your feet. What does a pilot fly? <laughs> The train. 33 minus 8 is 16. True or false? What's 14 uh, plus 24? 100. Who is the Brentford manager? Uh, George Ezra. What is a Kinder Bueno a type of? Uh, water. What's the main ingredient in mushroom soup? Oh, oh that was great oh, fun. Aoife, great answers there. <laughs> I don't know why I'm picturing Peter, you brushing your feet with your toothbrush. Absolutely. I'm just polishing my nails. <laughs> Aoife, how did you find that? A lot tougher when you're actually doing it. Oh, uh, do you know what? A lot of fun. You really warmed the heart this morning. What score would you be happy with? Honestly, Probably around 10 going by how that went. Well, oh. you're going to be absolutely ecstatic because you came on and you got 50! That's a solid start to the week yes, there. Yes, Aoife. Aoife, fair play to you. Great answers. You're a great player and hopefully you stay on top at the end of the week. All right. See ya. Have a lovely day. It's the Fully Charged Daily Podcast with Graham and Nathan. On Friday's show, I was very vulnerable and I was speaking about my chronic fear that I have. It's breaking down in your car randomly. I've seen it happen. The other day, I saw a car broken down at a roundabout in Bray and I just thought, oh my God. If that happened to me, I'd be sweating like a pig. I'd probably cry. I'd have to turn the hazard lights on. Cars would be driving around me. I wouldn't know what to be doing. Who would be the first person that comes to mind that you'd ring if you broke down? I don't know why I'm thinking of my father. <laughs> I am thinking he could do something. Genuinely, I, I haven't been in that position, so I don't know what I'd do. But it's such a fear. And we did ask you, what's the worst place you've broken down in your car? We received so many messages. Loads of them. We have one here from Amy. I was dating this guy. Had a couple of dates in. We were in my car and it broke down about 10, 15 minutes from the house I was living in. I had to call my dad, who brought my mother in the car, to jumpstart the car and save me and the guy I was dating, which we were in no way ready to introduce to met my parents. And it was so awkward. I was broken down the side of the road. Loads of people offered to help, but we didn't have jump cables or anything. So had to be my parents. And my dad, of course, brought my mum. So, yeah, flash forward a year later, though, we're still together and my family love them. So I suppose it's not a bad thing. But it was horribly awkward. It was near uh, Baker's Corner pub. And, yeah, and I'll never forget it. That was the worst time I've ever broken down. Um, have a good day, guys. Thanks for having me. It was like that was actually meant to happen. Yeah, that's actually a good story. You could imagine that in, like, a rom-com or something like that that couldn't you and it's lashing rain and they're about getting wet outside and the parents come and save them yeah and then they start <laughs> making out in front of the parents over on, on the bottom of the car and it gets really creepy uh, we will throw out the question what, where's the worst place you've broken down the number is 087 1038 we want to hear from you we got this in here from Kiara as well I was working in Limerick for the day so I was commuting from Dublin in the same day and I was driving home about 4 o'clock and I was driving in the right lane on the motorway, doing about 120. 
and I just seen the dashboard flickering and I could feel the power in the car going. So I just by luck I, I was able to merge into the, the hard shoulder and the minute I got into the hard shoulder the whole car just stopped. So I called the AA um, to get the roadside assistant and I was waiting there for four hours. I didn't know what package I had so when they got there they were like yeah we can bring you to the closest town which was Ross Cray in Tipperary. So they dropped us off in Tipperary and we had literally just missed the last bus back to Dublin. So at this stage it was like half seven. We did what any Irish person would do and went into the pub. We ended up having to get a local taxi man that wasn't even a named taxi car when he pulled up to drop us to Portleash for 50 euro. And then we had to get the green bus from Portleash to Dublin. I think we got home at about 1.30 in the morning. My car was rolled off in Tipperary. That is an absolute disaster. That's like it's the longest slog of a day ever. <laughs> Do you know, that sounded like a film. <laughs> All the stories sound like films. <laughs> Are we going to find one here from Niall this morning? Morning, lads. Um, we broke down in Spain. And uh, we rang the guy that we got a lend of the car off and we said, uh, we're at the breaking down, we're actually stuck on a hill going to a car park, coincidentally enough. And he said, have you got the air conditioning on? If you have the air conditioning on, turn the air conditioning off and start the car and you should be able to go back up the hill. Absolute shambles. But good crack. Do you know what? That would be a fair of yeah, good, good crack to not the air conditioning one in Spain locked in your car. Do you know that would be a fair mind breaking down in another country? Oh, it's you horrible. To, you ring someone and they'd be speaking another language, you wouldn't have a notion what to be doing. Sorry, I don't know if I'm part of the AA or not. How do you know if you uh, are? I actually don't know. You, it depends on your insurance, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was going to say, like, who's your car insurance with? That's, yeah. I know that's a personal I question. I barely know, if I'm honest with you. I do have car insurance. <laughs> I, I hope you do. Oh, I do. <laughs> it is, you have to have car insurance, don't you? you yes, you most certainly do, <laughs> Nathan O'Reilly. Yeah, I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> well, I do. But I don't have their number. Which? Honestly, no one teaches you these things. I'm pretty sure on the back, so on your insurance disc, on your car, yeah. uh, if on the back of that will be the breakdown number you need to ring you for breakdown. If you got, you should have 24-7 cover on your insurance for breakdown assistance. Oh, that's handy. So it should be on the back of your insurance docket in the uh, window Imagine of your if car. it was only like 9 to 5 breakdown. And yeah, you no, Nathan, it probably would. You were saying it would be such a horrible feeling this happening in a foreign country. Yes, because you'd ring someone and then you wouldn't be able to speak to them the other line at the end of the phone because I can't really speak really far languages so I'd be like in Italy or Spain or Portugal you'd be like hello and they'd be like see si? and you'd be like see si, senor uh, um, broken down <laughs> on the road <laughs> we've been looking for your messages uh, we've got one in here from Katie just talk about the breakdowns there I actually had a breakdown at a funeral so the story was I had um, a courtesy car um, that I got from the from my garage um, where my car was being fixed. So I went in to the funeral, that was fine. I left a couple of minutes early because I just didn't want to get the traffic. And it was probably like two or three minutes before everything was over. And basically I broke down at the entrance of the car park of the, like, the church. So the next car that was behind me was actually the hearse. Oh no. So I, I, I can't even describe that I was the worst. 20 minutes or so of my whole life. The people, the guys, even the family members had to go out and like push the car as well. 
I know nothing about care, so I literally just sat there. I didn't know what to do. It was horrible, horrible, horrible. And that is just the worst time ever. So, yeah, that was it. That could be the worst one so far. I think that has to be the worst story. All these stories do sound like they belong in a film. You could oh. see that happening in a film. Like that, I literally think I would just get out the car and leave. How <laughs> <laughs> would the hearse get honestly, into the church car? I don't park. know, I would leave. But they have to carry it from outside and... Just walk away. I walk away, I leave the car there. <laughs> and then so. I might go back to the church that evening to see if it's still there. <laughs> Honestly, I, I think I would cry. <laughs> I think I'd cry, and people would be thinking, "Oh, for the funeral," and you're like, "No, well, would my you just car sprint, <laughs> sprint down the road, or what?" I don't know. I, I, honestly, just uh, running away from your problems. You can just see Nathan there with his big legs running away from the Hold funeral. On, relax. You didn't have so big legs. I had long legs. Hi, <laughs> right, Abby. Here, how are you getting on, Abby? Hi, how are you? Abby, do you have a breakdown story? I do. I actually sent it and then realised I didn't think you could hear it because I was in the car. Oh, but, um, tell on us. Friday night at like half ten, quarter to eleven, um, the clutch went in my car. No. But I was in the fast lane so I could feel it going but couldn't do anything about it. Oh my. So what yeah. happened then? I had to try and get across um, into the house shelters, like across the three lanes. But because it was so late at night, I think people thought I had a few drinks on me. So they were like beeping at me and flashing at me. Um, eventually I got over, but I was in tears by the time that I rang my dad and was like, please rescue me and tell me what a grown-up is supposed to do in this situation. Did you have your house hazard lights on as you're moving over to the left? Yes, okay, I did. Okay, that's most important. Can I ask, Abby, my clutch has never gone before. What does it feel like? It feels like the car is fighting you. Um, I think it's third gear you can kind of feel it the most um, and it makes a horrific noise the car is screaming at you oh no and yeah, it's, it's like a... you're just driving in the wrong gear except you're in the right gear and it's just not happening for you okay and so how long did it take for you to slow down and pull over um i think it actually took about 10 minutes but it felt like three hours and 10 minutes to slow down that is scary like to get across fully because no one would okay would let me go across yeah. i was just stopped and waiting for abby did your dad arrive Yes, he did. He had actually had a beer, so he had to wake my mum up um, to drive over. And then they arrived and were like, did you ring the AA or the tow company? I was like, no, that's why I called a real grown-up, so I could <laughs> figure out what I was supposed to do next. So then what did you do? I waited there, rang the um, M50 tow company, and they were like, asked me if I was safe. Uh, my car's an I-10, so it's tiny. And I was like, no, I'm not safe on the side of the M50 in an I-10. Every time a, a car goes by, I'm like a leaf blowing in the wind. It's, like a, it's a washing machine on wheels, the I-10. Honestly, that's what I felt like. One of the guys in work called it a popcorn machine, and that was all I could think about. <laughs> I was getting popped sitting here. And Abby, is the car fixed now? No, it is in the garage. So I am driving my mom's car to work today, and then I get to go and pick up, which is actually a much nicer car, um, a loaner car later on. All right, well, thanks for the story, and be safe out there, Abby. Thank you. I will try my best. I think we could get a week's worth of stories out of this. All but right, we all... will we do it tomorrow? <laughs> no, we're going to end it here. But I have one more from Becky. Oh, my God. So, okay, first of all, I want you to be transported into the Dundrum Town Centre car park. Okay, Big lovely. multi-storey car park. Very okay. squeaky car park with um, the wheels. Oh, very. Uh, oh, my God. I broke down in the car park in Dundrum, but I was on the ramp going in between floors. So, you know how yeah. you go up and down mm. the floors. There were six cars behind me. They all had to reverse out of the ramps down. Oh. And then I just rolled down the ramp to get out. Oh. So she broke down on the ramp. And you imagine 
not like not having control of the car and just letting it free roll down the ramp. And they're steep ones. They're at the end, and then you kind of you twirl around. Is it like a circular one? Yeah, it's a semicircle. Can I ask? Have you ever pushed a car before? Yeah. What does it feel like? Uh, it's kind of hard, depending on the weight of the car. See, once it starts rolling, it actually goes fine. They, oh, they're, yeah. they're not that hard to push. It's the it's the initial start bit to get pushed in the When way. I worked in Tesco, we had to push a few cars that broke down in the car park. And yeah, initially, it's very strange because mm. you feel the weight of the car, but then you get like two or three people pushing. And then it feels like you're just pushing like a sack of potatoes. There is yeah. no way I could push a car. Uh, you'd be surprised. Really? Yeah, because once it gets momentum, it just gathers, it gathers itself because the weight just starts going forward on it. I'd just be one of those people that's pretending to push. <laughs> push, you know, push, push. Oh, yeah, I'm pushing. I'm just Working leaning against so it. so hard as you go along. I'm pulling it towards me rather than pushing. It's the Fully Charged Daily Podcast. With Graham and Nathan. Now, I had a very cultural afternoon on Saturday. I went to the Van Gogh exhibition in the RDS. Oh, it was the immersive experience, so it was a 360-degree projection. It was 15,000 feet the screen, and you just got to see all of his paintings. There was a lot of colours, different sounds. You went with your mother. I did. Went, I went with my mum. Lovely How little date that? on a Saturday evening. We went to the half-five viewing. Yes. You went to the early one. We had a lovely evening there. Um, it's quite hard to explain what it is. It you go is. into a room, there's many benches, bean bags and you're just lying there and it's kind of like you're in a dream or something yeah but like it's like when you say there you just view his paintings it's actually like Whoa, it's like this big collage and this like kind of like an eye sense type of world you step into like they're flashing up but it's all and they're broken up into like little segments and suddenly they come together and there's his artwork but it's it's really like mesmerising I'll be honest with you I was worried bringing my dad because we were going on a media pass so a lot of media people were there I spotted the singer Erica Cody Yes, she came to my She's lovely. viewing. I didn't speak to her, but I watched her from afar. Now, <laughs> my dad actually looked the part because I brought him to a few premieres in the past and he didn't dress appropriately. He was wearing a long rain jacket and he always has a massive rucksack. As I've said before, it's like he's going up to the Dublin mountains to drink his own urine. <laughs> But he lo- I saw the photo you sent yeah. us of him. He looked dapper as ever. Yeah. Dapper dandy. He looked honestly like George Clooney. He was wearing a beige blazer, long jeans and comfortable trainers. He he did look the part. And when we arrived, I was wearing small shorts and a t-shirt and sunglasses because I was told that Saturday was going to be the hottest day of the year. And it wasn't. It wasn't that hot. No. It's actually freezing around the RDS. <laughs> there was a real cool breeze. And there is also a lot of Leinster, <laughs> Leinster rugby. Well, you are in the de fortress of Leinstertainment. <laughs> now, when I walked in, and I don't know if you had the same experience, Peter, but there was a photographer there. Yeah, with the lovely dandelions on the wall, yeah, wasn't it? and you could pose in front of there and get a picture. And the photographer looked at my dad and me, and he said, here, will you mind um, standing in front of these flowers and I'll take a picture of you? And I thought, ah, look, you know, you're a radio presenters some of these sometimes these things happen so I kind of reluctantly stood in front with my dad and he took a picture and then he went over to my dad and asked for his name because he thought that my dad was the sort of media person because he dressed so well and he honestly shunned me in my tiny shorts and he went so sorry what's your name Dermot O'Reilly 
Dermot O'Reilly, brilliant. Thank you very much, Dermot. And I thought, what about me? Do you have my name? I I'm... think he might have known who you were, no, though. No, I don't think he did. I was thinking that at the time, but then later on I went, no, it's because my dad genuinely looked like Marty Whelan. <laughs> I think he thought my dad presented a show. He said in the Eurovision afterwards. And then he kept going over to people and saying... Oh, it's nice to be let out of the home. Oh. I'm here with my carer, Nathan. And I went, Dad, stop <laughs> saying that. Honestly, people actually think that you have been let out of the home and you're just creating a weird atmosphere. But there was no benches for my dad and he really wanted to sit down. And I went, look, Dad, it's fine. We'll just stand up. And I went to the bathroom. And then I come back and I'm thinking, OK, I can't find my dad. Where on earth is he? I look to my left and he's just lying down on a beanbag with his legs open. And I just thought, oh, God, this is just really creepy. That must be a parent thing because my mum was lying on the floor. <laughs> What is it with parents? She was just flat out on the floor, legs crossed, hands behind her head, as if she was just lying on like a lovely cliff top taking in the sunset or something. Oh, do you know, we should have gone on a double date. We should have. We could have became like brothers. Okay. (laughs) I don't know about that. I have to say, fantastic experience. Definitely check it out. Absolutely indeed. It's the Fully Charged Daily Podcast with Graham and Nathan. I tell you, big news right now. Kellogg's GA Cool Camps are back for the summer. They provide primary school children aged 6 to 13 an action-packed fun-filled week of outdoor activity all across the country this July and August and you can check out gaa.ie forward slash Kellogg's Cool Camps to see more and register for this summer. Yeah, so to celebrate the return of Kellogg's Cool Camps we've got 200 euro to give away plus a Cool Camps kit as well so to register to play all you gotta do is send us a text or a WhatsApp with the word CAMP to 087711 and we'll call someone back there's no tricky questions and you'll automatically win that cool camps kit yeah no tricky questions whatsoever we had a lot of fun after the show on Friday we brought a football net down to the second floor fantastic floor it's empty and we started kicking a football around the place now I was chatting to Tony who's our receptionist down below bit of security and he said that the owner of this building wouldn't be best pleased seeing us running around <laughs> kicking a ball at one stage I think you may have damaged the ceiling Peter but me enough of I think your video evidence would prove you damaged the ceiling still <laughs> oh, little me. square tiles not so square anymore is it <laughs> it was not me but you were taking a few penalties and I was like yeah. a young David Seaman you were like a young David Seaman there minus the, uh, the ponytail though <laughs> <laughs> okay, please don't um, slag off my dirty receiver that I'm currently wearing. <laughs> it was a okay. lot of fun, though. You took a few penalties. I took a few it. penalties. It's very hot. When, like, I know you can play indoor football, but you expect to get hot, but you're here in an office playing, and like, you do get pretty sweaty down there. You're just legging <laughs> and Oh, my God. Our fitness levels were absolutely atrocious. Dire, dire. But I tell you, it's a hell of a prize. Joining us right now is Laura. Hey, Laura. Hi, how are you? Ah, we are just dandy. Thanks for asking. How's the form? Uh, good, yeah, not too bad. Well, look, I want to already say I think we've made your day because by yeah. coming on, <laughs> you've already won the Kellogg's GA Cool Camp kit. Yes. Stellar performance, Ooh. Laura. Well done, Laura. <laughs> you deserve that prize. And 
we're going to try and give you 200 euro right now. All you have to do is be correct and tell us if Peter scored a penalty against me. He didn't. You're going to say <laughs> he didn't. Okay. I should say... Have you no faith in me? No, I just... It's the way he said it. <laughs> oh, Nathan. Well, I should say if you're correct, you're going to win 200 euro. But if you're not, we're going to roll the cash over to tomorrow's show. So there's a lot of excitement here. So just to clarify... You're saying that Peter did not score a penalty against me? Yeah. Okay, let's find out. Do you reckon he used my right or left foot? Um, left foot. Okay, well, let's <laughs> check it out. Here we go. It's day one. We've got Pete the Beat here. How are we doing, Pete? I'm feeling a bit nervous. The heart is pumping. The goal is small and the goalie is extra large. They call you Pete the Beat, but can you beat Nathan? Take it away. Oh, off Nathan. It's a no goal. Yes. Oh, oh it's like 200 euro. Amazing. Thanks so much. I tell you, you followed your heart and you were correct, Laura, so you should be delighted with yourself. I am chuffed. Oh, Peter, horrible technique. I know, I may as well have been taking it with my left foot. <laughs> Laura, have a great day. Thanks, Amelia. See you. Bye. Bye. It's the Fully Charged Daily Podcast. With Graham and Nathan. Oh, come on. Oh. You know the words. Catch Catch on, on the radio. Let's Woo. do it. Peter, you're going up against someone. I can tell you that someone is Adam. All right, Adam. What's the story? Adam, you want to play catchphrase on the radio, yes? Ah, yeah, go for it. Well, yeah. let me tell you something, Adam. I've no doubt you're going to beat Peter because he's notoriously <laughs> dreadful. Uh, we'll give it a bash anyway. Okay, well, let me explain to you the rules, okay? I'm going to give yourself and Peter three clues to a catchphrase. After each clue, you get a guess. The first person to guess correctly will win cinema passes. And remember, I'll never use any of the words from the catchphrase in the clues, okay? Yeah, no worries. All right, let's begin. Okay. First one. There's an animal in the corner... Of the room. There's an elephant in the room. No. Oh. Good guess, though, Thomas. Fair play to you. You leapt in like a tiger. <laughs> what do you think, Adam? Any guess? Uh, I wouldn't tell you, Didn't think Taking so. Your time. All right. Okay. Second clue. The animal is looking very worried. What are you thinking? Oh, I'm not thinking. That's the problem. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Peter. Adam, you haven't said anything. Come on, Adam. Scaredy cat. What are you going for? Scaredy cat. Adam, you are correct! going to go for next. The animal is from the feline family. Adam, my man, you were a person with little words, but what you said was gold. Ah, uh, it was in there somewhere. How <laughs> did you get that, Adam? Uh, we just counted. Peter, what were you thinking? I, w I had no idea. Yeah. I thought I was onto something with the elephant in the room. Yeah, you started off strong. But Came then out hot. In the second round, you had a real glazed I'd look like, on your face. All my tyres just burst there after the you, first one. Uh, you missed the golden rule there, though, Peter, of catchphrase of you won't use the same word in the catchphrase as what in the clues. And clue number one was there's an animal in the corner of the room. And yeah. what did I say? Elephant in the room. In the room, room is in the words, so it's not in the catchphrase. you got to listen. I don't listen. That's my problem. <laughs> Adam, oh, she's all right. <laughs> Adam, you've won cinema passes. Is there any film you want to see at the moment? 
Yeah, I don't know if there's amazing things. Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, God. Um, I saw the North Man with my father, and there's an intimate lovemaking scene between a Viking. Doctor Strange with Benedict Cumberpatch. That's out as well. Did you say Cumberpatch? (laughs) I can't say his name. Between a Viking and him, you said love. That's one thing. I think we better let Adam go, will we? (laughs) He's had enough of us. (laughs) Adam, have a great day. Cheers, lads. Thanks very much. It's the Fully Charged Daily Podcast. With Graham and Nathan. Hey, Peter, I need you to set the scene. I have quite the story for you. I got something for you right here. Yeah, that will work. I want to speak about a naughty fox, okay? Mm. Now, this fox stole a man's wallet underneath the car when the man dropped it while opening his door, okay? So the fox picked up the wallet, put it in its mouth, and walked down the street and then realized, you know what? I don't want to go down this route of robbery. I'm going to take the wallet out of my mouth and leave it on the pavement. So that's what the fox did and then left the incident. And then out of nowhere, a man called Quasim Hussein was on his bike And didn't he cycle by and he saw this wallet and he went ding dong. He took the bank cards out of the wallet and he spent some of the money on the cards to buy cigarettes. He then admitted to visiting two separate Sainsbury's stores where he stole 360 pounds worth of chocolate. (laughs) Chocolate? Chocolate. And the thing is... I've never actually come across a wallet on the ground, but if there's bank cards in the wallet, you will be able to spend some of the money, won't you, by tapping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the there's the contactless limit. So what banks do is some of them you can go onto your banking app if you lose your wallet, and you can freeze the card straight away so it deactivates the contactless. I know that you can do it like my bank uh, at home. You can do it in West, but you can do it on like Revolut. And I think you can do it like on Bank of Ireland and things like that these The days. limit is around 30 euro, isn't yeah. it? So the contactless limit for a card now is 50 euro. Oh. But if you keep going round and spend like loads of 50 euros at once, then the bank will obviously see yeah. this is looking suspicious and then they might request you to put the pin in. But some people are what they're doing is they're buying themselves vouchers with the cards because they know at some point the card will be knocked off by the person realizing they've lost it. Yeah. Oh. So once you buy yourself the voucher then you're in you're in the clear. Now not that we condone that. Have you ever come across a wallet or anything uh, before? not a wallet, but I found a passport in Baggage Street once and I found the owner on LinkedIn. Okay, so you didn't bring the passport to the guards? Well then it was thought it'd be just quicker just to try find them first. So what did you do? You found this passport, you went home, and then you searched out yeah. the guy on LinkedIn. He just went on to LinkedIn, typed in his name, found him, uh, sent him a DM, and then he messaged me back and was like, oh, I'm in Rath Mines now. And I was like, oh, grand, I'll meet you there in an hour. And, and just he... walked up and gave it to him. It's easier because then it goes to the, the police office and then they mightn't like look for the person for like a couple of days or something. You never know like how long the the, tar- the turnover might be. He might have needed to go on a flight. Like, Peter, that's very sweet of you. Very and did nice. he give you a reward or anything? No, but you know what he did? He sent me a lovely message on New Year's Day the next year. <laughs> <laughs> he did. What a gift. The gift of friendship. Yeah, it's a you lovely guy. A prize. And do you still stay in touch with him? <laughs> no, we don't. It was during the lockdown. Nothing better to be doing. <laughs> Oh, what about you, Callum? Uh, I've not found anything, but when I, again, when I worked in Tesco, I worked on the customer service desk, so I would have had a lot of things handed to me. And this was in the days before GDPR, so 
on the customer service desk system, if the customer had a club card, you could scan the club card and you could find the phone number and then ring the customer and be like, hey, your wallet's been handed in, come and pick it up. Uh, with wallets and stuff, we would hand it to the police if they weren't claimed after... 14 days it would be handier if they had like id in and everything because they could you can match the face up to the wallet rather than just like yeah my wallet's brown and it had seven pounds in. <laughs> and a couple of cards uh, i have to say from this naughty fox story we really learned that peter you're a hell of a guy yeah i'm a stand-up citizen you are so look out for people if you ever lose your passport peter's your man that is it Callum, can i ask you when you worked at customer service yeah. did you ever get to use the mic and oh. you'd be looking for people on aisle four that have lost i was known for my tannoy announcements oh. i was there for five minutes do a tannoy announcement there you go i was famous for the fish counter so it's, good morning ladies and gentlemen uh, on our fresh fish counter today we've got fresh card now saying at a reduced price <laughs> from about £1.50 <laughs> per 100 grams. Oh, that is God, brilliant. You are wasted on this show. <laughs> we need to do Callum's Corner oh, for customer I'm, service. I'm not going back there. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Fully Charged Daily Podcast with Graham and Nathan. Make sure to subscribe to get the podcast sent straight to your phone every day. And catch Graham and Nathan on Fully Charged weekday mornings from 7 on Spin 1038.